The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 45. In today's episode we're going to be looking at how you can manage anxiety and depression through the the difficult winter months and I'm going to be giving you my uh, top 10 tips for for how to do that. Um, Obviously you know the winter can be a really difficult time you know shorter days and bad weather it's harder to get out and exercise and all of these kinds of things but also this year uh, there's so many other things going on as well. So it's really important that we, we take care of our, our mental health, you know, more than ever. And with that in mind, if you are looking for help with um, OCD or anxiety, uh, then do please get in touch. You can, uh, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. You can contact me there. And also you can sign up for the, uh, the newsletter. And if you do that, you get uh, free access to my, uh, my free mini course and uh, other resources as well. Uh, so you just need to, to enter your, your email to get access to that. So off we go. If you have any questions, then do please let me know. And if you could uh, subscribe to, uh, to the podcast, that would be amazing. Many thanks. Now, the winter can be, uh, you know, it can be a very difficult time. And you may be thinking, well, it's easy for you to say, Rob, living over there in Barcelona. Um, However, today, the weather is absolutely atrocious. It's, uh, I'm looking out the window, it's absolutely pouring down, it's grey, it's miserable, it looks just like England. And um, yeah, so uh, it is a difficult time, you know, just about no matter where you are in, in Europe anyway. Uh, the winter can be a really a really challenging time for for mental health. Now today I'm actually kind of jealous because in uh, Madrid right now uh, they have an absolute bucket load of snow. Uh, I saw a picture this morning of a guy standing there with literally snow all the way up to his uh, waist, and it looked amazing. Every everybody was out the uh, the main motorways going into the city were completely shut down, and people were just out enjoying the snow. Um, which, uh, you know, obviously would be, you know, quite nice. And sometimes the winter, I guess, can give us opportunities like that, that can be, uh, you know, quite uplifting. But unfortunately, most of the time, it's not a winter wonderland. It is just a bit grey and it can be quite miserable. So what can we start doing to make sure that we keep our spirits high during the winter months? Because unfortunately, when we do get a bit down, that tends to be when anxiety also then starts to get worse as well. The two are intimately uh, linked. When I was really struggling with OCD and my anxiety was kind of out of control, you know, I was depressed as well a lot of the time because, you know, you stop doing the things that are important to you uh, when you have anxiety problems because the anxiety is the most important thing. And when you stop doing the things that are important to you, 
your world becomes a lot smaller and you, of course you start to feel depressed. So it's really important that we address that as well. So the first tip I'm going to be discussing is something that's really important to me and uh, I, I think it is for just about everybody and that is exercise. And uh, obviously during the winter months it can be a lot harder to get outdoors and to do exercise. And for me I know going to the gym is, is you know, is, is, good, is good exercise as well. But for me personally I love to get outdoors because I think it's kind of uh, ticking off two things at once. When you go into the outdoors it naturally gives you a boost. You're connecting with nature. You are breathing in fresh, healthy air. You know, you're not just stuck inside with the heating on. Um, that alone is very good for you. If you can couple that with exercise, then that gives you a massive boost, both in terms of depression and for anxiety. So it's really, really, uh, really, really helpful. Now, of course, if the weather's really bad, if it's pouring down, then you can't do that. However, you know, if the weather is cold but dry, you can do that. And as soon as you get outside and you start to, to do some exercise, you know, you might initially have a hoodie on or, you know, a coat or something if you're going for a run. But you will find once you get going that you warm up fairly quickly. Your body is so efficient and uh, that cold feeling will, will disappear. I mean, often when I go out in winter and I'm running, the coldest thing is my, my hands. And so, you know, wearing gloves is a great way to combat that but the rest of my body tends to feel fine and so really trying to motivate yourself to to head out and exercise if you can outdoors and even in the middle of winter will have a huge impact on how you you feel um if it is raining a lot if you are in the uk for example where obviously in winter it tends to rain just about every day um, if that is the case, then, you know, obviously doing some kind of exercise at home is absolutely fine as well. Um, so whether that's, you know, finding a YouTube uh, workout routine, I sometimes do those if I want to have like, you know, uh, a very quick, uh, short, sharp hit of exercise. And, you know, you can do things where there's lots of kind of uh, star jumps and press ups and burpees. These kinds of things can be really helpful and something that you can just do in the home. So have a look on YouTube. I'm sure you could find something there. Um, or you can obviously go to the gym or go to the swimming pool. So, you know, there's so many, so many options that we have there. And the, uh, you know, the positive effect of exercise is huge. It, it you know, it, the brain chemistry completely changes when we, when we exercise. We get more serotonin. It's, uh, you know, exercise naturally produces serotonin. And it's been shown in studies to be, uh, you know, as effective as antidepressants for some people or sometimes even more effective. So exercise is, is a, a really, really important one. Now, number two, um, connection. Now, this is, uh, again, a challenge this year for obvious reasons. Um, we have never been, unfortunately, so isolated from the people we're, we're close to. And I'm sure, you know, you just had a challenging Christmas. Um, it was probably a lot harder to see your family. And, uh, you know, connection, particularly physical connection right now, is, is, is a, lot, a lot more challenging. However, you know, there are opportunities for us to connect uh, online. I know it's not quite the same as being in person, but I think we need to take up these uh, opportunities as much as we can and try to use Zoom, try to use Skype and try to make 
it a, a regular pattern of keeping in touch with people and, you know, trying to, to do interesting things with them, maybe trying to play games, you know, uh, together with your family if you can. Uh, there's plenty of online options for, for different games. Something that we did, we did with my family recently was to do uh, a quiz where my cousin basically made a, a PowerPoint quiz and then the whole family kind of met up and we did that together. And actually it was, you know, it was really good fun. Um, so trying to find creative ways to still connect with people right now is, is really important and it really will give you uh, a huge amount of benefit. Um, another way to connect then is with social media. Now, I'm not a huge fan of using social media too much because I think it can be detrimental for anxiety. But if we use it sparingly and, and in the right kind of way, it can be really helpful. So, you know, chatting to other people online who struggle with anxiety disorders. Uh, you know, if you have a community of people, if you belong to a group, speaking to other people, let them know what's going on with you. That's another way of, of sharing and opening up about things. You may even consider creating a blog or something like that so you can share your experiences of anxiety with other people. And, uh, you know, these are the kinds of things that will help to keep you connected. And the more we can do that, the better we're going to feel. Now, next up is moderating alcohol. Boo. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that, particularly right now, you know, with uh, many things going on. And uh, I know myself over Christmas, I probably drank a little bit too much at times. But, um, you know, in general, I don't really drink that much. I tend to not really drink during the week at all. And then maybe on the weekend, I might drink a little bit. And um, moderation of alcohol, I think, is really important. When I was uh, a lot younger and at college, uh, you know, in my 20s, most people in the UK tend to, to drink, you know, quite a bit of alcohol. And uh, I would notice, you know, on the days following drinking that my anxiety would be so much worse. And uh, so these days, now that I don't drink so much, it's definitely a positive correlation between, between that and how I generally feel. And so, you know, when you're not waking up on a Saturday morning with a hangover, you know, instead you wake up kind of thinking, ah, great, I'm going to go for a bike ride today. You know, you're going to feel so much better. And uh, so moderating, moderating alcohol use, I think, is, is, a, is a really helpful tip, particularly in the winter months, because the problem is with uh, hangovers is that they can really kickstart uh, an episode of anxiety or OCD that otherwise might not have become that bad. Um, you know, you might wake up one day and, you know, you'll be feeling terrible and then you start to think about something, you know, something that's giving you some anxiety like, oh no, what about this? And before you know it, you know, you may may start ruminating about it and thinking about it again and again and again. And, um, you know, it's very easy then to get stuck into that cycle. And then a few days later, you're still doing it. And, you know, if you hadn't have woken up with that hangover, if you instead have like woken up and got out of bed and got busy and started doing things with your day, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, you would have saved yourself a lot of stress and a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety. So having a think about that can be, uh, it really can have a massive impact on, on how you feel. Number four then is, is being careful with what we eat. Now, 
Um, I don't want to be a killjoy here at all because I think it's important that we do actually indulge sometimes, you know, and that's why I don't tell people, hey, don't drink any alcohol or hey, don't eat any bad food. I think it's okay sometimes to indulge with different things. The problem is that we don't want to be doing it all the time. And actually, you know, the majority of the time we want to be trying to be as healthy as possible. Now, obviously, I'm not a nutritionist, but for me, uh, what I like to try to do is to eat plenty of uh, fruit and vegetables, you know, the, the obvious things. Um, when I'm eating things like pasta and rice, I always try to get wholemeal uh, things. So, you know, wholemeal bread, pasta, rice. These are so much better for your body than, you know, white processed uh, foods. So if you can get wholemeal, I really do think that that could have an impact on, on how you feel um, and certainly the uh, digestion. Um, the other thing to, to mention as well is, um, you know, getting enough protein and the right type of protein. So, uh, eggs, for example, in the morning is a really good way to start your day. They give you, you know, a great boost of, of healthy energy in the morning. And if you can get things right in the morning, it sets you up for the rest of the day. And the other thing to mention is things to, to avoid. Now, for some people, uh, you know, caffeine can be really, really bad for anxiety, um, I used to avoid caffeine quite a lot. These days I do have it, but I tend to only have one cup of coffee in the morning and that's it. Because I find if I have, you know, if I have too much caffeine, I definitely notice it. I definitely notice that anxiety. I notice that sometimes I feel more irritable and generally, you know, just not feeling my best. Um, other things to to kind of be avoided if you can is uh, is sugar because you know, processed sugar, sugar cane, it's terrible. Um, it's terrible for your energy. It's terrible for your health in general, um, you know, and it's terrible for your mood. So certainly I noticed that, you know, I think the other day, actually, some friends came over and uh, it was kind of uh, a late coffee, um, you know, before before lunch. So maybe at 11, 11 o'clock or something. And um, I had one coffee, which obviously, you know, there's the caffeine now. I don't, I don't take sugar with my coffee. But then uh, they, they're vegan and they brought over these kind of vegan snacks. Now, sometimes we have this impression that all vegan food is healthy. And it's not at all. Vegan ice cream is terrible. It's full of sugar. And this stuff that they brought over, like chocolates and biscuits, was absolutely packed full of sugar. And, uh, you know, I started eating and probably ate one too many. And like for the next hour or so, I was really kind of not struggling, but my uh, energy was up and down and I just didn't feel uh, I didn't feel that great at all. So be careful. Be careful with that. I mean, I, I used to have this friend who uh, he would uh, he just craved ice cream sometimes. And uh, I would go on a holiday with him um, every every summer. And he would uh, at some point in the holiday, he would just be like, right, I want an ice cream. But then he'd go and get another one and then another one. And then he'd be super hyperactive for like, you know, 30 minutes, completely hyper, like hilarious, really funny. And then half an hour later, he would just completely crash and go into some kind of depressive state and uh, wouldn't speak for like an hour and then slowly he'd come out of it. But it's amazing how powerful sugar can be. And, uh, you know, we do need to be careful with how much we're consuming of it. Number five, we're halfway there. Um, meditation. Now, uh, 
you may kind of sometimes get annoyed about hearing about meditation if you're not into it. Um, and I get that because, you know, it can it can be really hard. And sometimes people try to do meditation and they think, well, this isn't for me. It's too difficult to sit still, to try to quieten my mind. You know, when I try to sit still and quieten my mind, all I get are, you know, like I start to kind of worry about things or I start to get horrible images in my head or, you know, whatever happens to you. And I completely understand that. But meditation doesn't just have to be, you know, sitting down somewhere quiet with your eyes closed and paying attention to your breath. It doesn't have to be that at all. It can be uh, active meditation. So if, if you're someone who finds the normal meditation route difficult, if you know, using a meditation app like Calm or um, any number of the the other uh, meditation apps out there. It seems to be a new one every week. Um, you know, if you if that's not for you, then you can try uh, informal meditation practice, which basically means learning to really pay attention to to things that you actively do. So whether that's washing the dishes or having a shower or brushing your teeth. For example, when you're brushing your teeth, you can really pay attention to the process of doing that. So, you know, as you pick up your toothbrush, notice how it feels. Notice the weight of it. Um, Notice the sensation of the plastic as you're holding it. And then notice as you, you know, you pick up the toothpaste, how does that feel? What is the weight of that? Taking the the tap off the toothpaste, notice the texture of uh, of the cap take it off squeeze the toothpaste on and again pay attention to that can you smell the toothpaste as you're putting it onto the toothbrush Um, turn on the tap notice how that feels maybe put your hand in the water and pay attention to the temperature all of these things that you're doing are mindfulness skills because you're purposely paying attention to the sensations of you know brushing your teeth and this is this is meditation. You can use this as you know informal meditation practice, and you're training the same parts of your of your mind as you do in normal sitting formal meditation. So why not give that a go? As you're brushing your teeth, pay attention to the sensations on your teeth and notice the movements of your hand. Um, if you can try to do this in, you know, like just tune into what you're doing, you know, three or four times a day and really try to pay attention to it for three or four minutes, I think you'll start to notice a huge benefit to doing that because it's basically teaching you how to be more in the present moment. And now for a commercial break. Would you like to have a coach that comes with you everywhere you go? Well, now you can have just that. Mini Coach is a little coach that sits on your shoulder and gives you advice no matter what situation you're in. Struggling with anxiety? Mini Coach will have the answer. Got an obsession that you can't shake? Don't worry, Mini Coach is there for you. Mini Coach comes in a different range of colours blue, red, and Mini Coach will be there for you, no matter what. If you would like a Mini Coach, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com, and there you will find your very own Mini Coach waiting for you. So, uh, moving on from that, uh, tip number six. Now, this is quite a simple one, but I think it's really, really powerful. And that is to try to get up as soon as you can in the morning. 
Um, basically, what tends to happen for so many people, and I know this was definitely a fact for me when I was really struggling, um, is when you stay in bed in the morning, you obviously, you tend to focus in on your thoughts and rumination. And if you're an anxious or depressive person, our thoughts can easily turn quite sour uh, if we stay in bed. So making yourself trying to, you know, to try to get up as soon as you possibly can, can really counteract that. And if you can get up and do something positive first thing in the morning, that's even better. So, you know, for example, I like to get up every day and do Wim Hof uh, breathing because I find it starts my day in a really positive way and uh, throughout the rest of the day then I feel kind of energized and good to go and I haven't ruminated in the morning so often with anxiety disorders it's about identifying what are the times of day where you ruminate most and if the time of day that you ruminate most is the morning when you're lying in bed then that is the perfect time to to you know, to, to actually do something different. If you can get busy and do something in the morning instead, you know, maybe you could get up and do some exercise. Maybe you could uh, start to write in your journal. Um, doing something to occupy your mind basically nips the anxiety in the bud and stops it getting out of control. So I really do think that getting up as soon as you can uh, is a good thing. Now, I'm not saying you have to get up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. If you want to, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, getting up at, you know, 7, 7.30, definitely trying to get up before 8 and doing something can be uh, a really good way to start the day. Number seven, try to do something creative. Um, again, when I find that I'm being creative, I'm doing things that I enjoy, it's so much harder for me to worry and ruminate about things. So, for example, creating this podcast is quite a creative activity. You know, I have to really think about what I'm going to be speaking about. Uh, I have to research beforehand and then obviously I'm talking to you, I've written down my notes for what I'm going to say and it's quite a creative process, you know, and when my mind is focused in on on this, you know, I'm not able to to think about other things, I'm not able to ruminate and worry about stuff because I'm completely occupied with what I'm actually doing. So, you know, it's worth taking the time to sit down and work out what is a creative activity that, you know, speaks to you that you would enjoy? Could it be writing a blog? Could it be doing some painting or some drawing? Could it be learning to play the guitar or piano? Um, you know, there's so many different things that you could do. Maybe you want to start doing photography. Um, the list is is endless and, you know, you can do your own research there. Um, but really finding something creative I really do think it's uh, it's a it's a really important aspect of learning to deal with uh, anxiety problems because when we are creative, it somehow gets stuff you know off our chest. It helps us to be in the moment, yes, but also it helps us to express ourselves, to express the difficulties that we you know that we all experience in life. You know, sometimes you know the pent up emotion that we have about stuff we need to find a positive release for that. For me, that's, you know, doing exercise and doing creative things. And so if you can find something creative that you that you enjoy, you know, particularly doing it throughout the winter months, you know, it can be a really positive way to help you to stay on track. 
Number eight then is uh, limiting the amount of news that you watch. Now, obviously right now, there is no shortage of bad news. It seems to be every time you turn on the news or every time you go onto Twitter or something to to find out what's going on, it's pretty it's pretty depressing out there. And to be honest, you know, I'm not somebody who thinks we should stick our, our heads in the sand and ignore everything. Um, I think it's important that we are aware of what's happening in the world. However, you know, we don't need to focus on it all the time. And limiting the amount of news that you watch will definitely have an impact on how you feel uh, in your day-to-day life. And so, you know, specifically kind of saying to yourself, okay, well, how much is too much and how much is a reasonable amount of time to spend consuming news, whether that's, you know, scrolling through Twitter or whether that's actually watching a news program. So having a think about that and trying to limit it can be a helpful way to stay a bit more positive. Number nine is opening up if you are really struggling. Um, It's so important that if we are struggling that we do try to seek uh, support from people. So whether that's actually going to, you know, going to, to work with a therapist or a coach or whether that's, you know, speaking to somebody who's close to you and letting them know that you're struggling. When we open up and we express our, you know, the problems that we're experiencing to other people, somehow it does make us feel a lot better. You know, a problem shared is a problem halved, kind of a cliche statement, but it is true. And uh, so, you know, particularly in the winter months when it's dark and it's cold outside, you know, and you're feeling a bit glum, you should, you know, try your very best, you know, even if you're someone who finds it difficult to open up uh, about things, you know, many, uh, many men I know, for example, do find it difficult to, to open up about their emotions. And um, certainly when I was younger, I struggled with that as well. And so, you know, if you can, opening up to other people will definitely help you feel a lot better. And that gets us to number 10, which is basically to cut yourself some some slack because, uh, you know, it's a really hard time of year. Winter, obviously, this year, even harder than ever uh, with everything that's going on. And, you know, we do really need to learn how to build self-compassion for anxiety, for OCD, for depression. So with that in mind, try not to beat yourself up if you do make mistakes you know, over the winter period and, you know, maybe you indulge too much in something or you uh, you find yourself kind of, you know, staying in bed too long in the morning. If you do make mistakes like that, it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes like that. And there, there's certain days where you just don't feel like you want to get up out of bed in the morning. And that's okay, you know, but we don't want to compound it by getting annoyed with ourselves about it as well. You know, but the next day, if you can, you really want to try and, and like get up and, uh, and try to remind yourself that self-care, you know, self-compassion ultimately is about, you know, doing positive things for yourself. You know, for me, self-compassion is going for a run because it makes me feel a lot better. So doing, you know, all the other things that we talked about um, in this list, all of those things are, ba- are basically acts of self-compassion. So if you can start to do some of those things, you're going to, to build um, self-compassion into, into your daily routine. And it's going to make you feel um, a whole lot better. Okay, guys, that's it. I hope you found it helpful today. Um, If you have any questions, as always, do please let me know. And uh, if you could subscribe, if you find this helpful, that would be amazing. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that on my website now, there is a free mini course for OCD and anxiety. 
Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.